can we can do with this here, Pete. Uh, hey, well, welcome to the Edge Broadcast. Thanks, man. Appreciate having me. Well, you know, we're getting close to the end of time, Pete, is the way I see it. And so I'm going to have somebody on, on the show that can, can guide us through the maze. And really, we're going to stir up some controversy because we're, we're, we're talking about, and your website being Revelation uh, what, 310? Dot, yeah, Rev310. Dot net. And we, dot basically, net. I, I believe you're saying that uh, a pre-tribulation rapture, is that right? Yes. Pre-millennial, pre-trib, dispensational. Okay, good enough on that. I don't know if you perused the website there, but we have two poll questions for you, for our guests watching the program tonight, and uh, we'll get their opinion on. When is the rapture is the first question, and um, the great disappearing, which means what what excuse will the world use when there is a great disappearing? And let me go ahead and give you, we'll, we'll see if this changes after we get to talking here, Pete. Right now, the results for when is the rapture, we've got uh, during the tribulation and after the tribulation, 25%. Before the tribulation, 16 There won't be a rapture, 16%. And I don't know at 16 So we'll see if that changes. Then the what excuse will be given when people just disappear in mass? Uh, the number one, 70% of the people say they're going to blame alien mass abduction for a rapture. Uh, second one is they will deny that people disappeared. I like this one. We put, I don't know if you've seen this. We put this is kind of my favorite. They're going to blame it on the disappearing nineteen virus. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, they're going to have to have an excuse to explain that when when that happens. And uh, so let's get going. Well, uh, listen, Pete, why, why did why did you get uh, get involved in studying this issue? You know, uh, um, it was around 2007 I had my uh, come-to-Jesus moment. Um, so before that, you know, I was raised in church, and uh, uh, about 1992 I had a, uh, a falling away, so to speak. Uh, not a falling away, but I became kind of the prodigal son. And I uh, drifted for about 15 years. And so fast forward to 2002, uh, May of 2002, so right after 9-11, I commissioned in the military. From there, I go into flight school and then, um, you know, go to Korea, then Iraq. Uh, I was in the 101st for a few years. And uh, I just had a, a, you know, I was just living the dream, man. I was a helicopter pilot partying, you know, chasing girls and not, you know, prophecy, religion, all that stuff was like the furthest thing from my mind. So um, it was 2007. I'm in uh, Fort Campbell, Kentucky, uh, or the, the town that's next to it, Clarksville. And I'm sitting in church, and um, and I and I go to church at this point in my life. I'm going about once a month, maybe, maybe once every two months, just to, you know, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't really there to listen or learn. And I'm sitting there, and I'm and there's nobody in front of me. I'm in the last service, so this is a big church. I'm in the last service. I think it's okay. like their third service that Sunday, that, uh, Sunday morning. And there's nobody in front of me, nobody behind me, um, and I'm just uh, kind of listening but not listening and in clear i mean as clear as day i heard three words uh, like as if somebody came up behind me and spoke to me and i heard uh, prepare the underground now keep in mind i am not i'm not studying prophecy i'm not studying nothing i'm just i'm a single guy having fun partying flying helicopters deploying that's my day-to-day life right I, I am not thinking about any of this stuff. And the guy, in fact, the guy wasn't even preaching on any of this stuff. They were talking about raising money for a new building fund or something. So mm-hmm. it had nothing to do with what was going on in there. And I'm, and I, I look around and I, I'm, there's nobody behind me. 
nobody in front of me, nobody to the left or to the right of me. And I, and I was just like, oh, man, this, it was, I was freaked out. And so I, at this point, I start praying. I was like, all right, God. I said, I, I know that there are other spirits and other entities out there that can talk. I said, if this is from you, and I'm saying this all in my head. Okay. I said, if this is from you, have the pastor call me this week. And, and the, the pastor doesn't know me from Adam. He doesn't know who I am. Uh, and sure enough, man, that dude called me Wednesday at noon. So middle of the week, middle of the day of the week. And he's like, hey, I heard you're in the military. Just letting you know we have a, a men's Bible study bubble. I was like, whoa. So from that moment on, I had a whole bunch of things kind of happen in short order. But uh, but that uh, somewhere along the way, I, I prayed two things. I asked God for um, wisdom, and I asked him to give me a hunger for his word. I said, because I, I had tried to read the Bible in the past, so I couldn't get past a couple sentences. And my eyes grow heavy, and I and I couldn't remember anything. I'm I'm a terrible student, and um, so from there, uh, just God lit a fire under me. And for like the next three or four years, I was, you know, intensely studying. And then around 2011, I got invited to write for Jack and Sella's The Omega Letter, and um, I that kind of took off from there. And, I, and the, here's the thing: I hate writing. I hate. I mean, I hated writing. Mm-hmm. That was that was the last thing on the planet that I thought I would be doing would be writing articles and. So I ended up writing for the next, you know, 11 years. I'm still writing, and you know, five or six hundred articles, five mm-hmm. books, uh, you know. So I'm just staying busy. Mm-hmm. Prepare the underground. Well, it that, that definitely does need to hap- to happen because it seems to me the the prepare for the rapture or the end time or the tribulation or are you Armageddon doesn't really come up in today's churches. But what does come up and what you mentioned is a classic building fund, and I've uh, been to a number of churches, and it seems inevitable that there's got to be this massive debt-ridden building fund. And now I'm, I'm, I've always, uh, I may have the m- most unusual view of this, um, and this is nothing against the church per se as a whole, because for, for people that's after, seeking after God with their whole heart, those are my people right there. That's I'm all for that. But when it comes to building churches and donating to to build a gymnasium and to build uh, a workout area, a basketball court, a jacuzzi. Uh, you, you know, it, it seems that if you contribute to a church, then technically for that, then your name should be somewhere in that mortgage that when it's paid off, you have that Am, am I am I crazy about this? But it, it seems to me that you you've invested in that because that's not like those aren't like spiritual things. Those are those are earthly things, buildings and 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 uh, giant screens and fog machines, uh, super r- drum kits that raise up from the platform. The these kinds of if, if if that's what you're doing with the money of the people, they ought to have the equity in that church and if they leave they should pay them that equity because they paid into it why is it that everyone who leaves goes on loses everything but certain people keep everything am i wrong on that no no not at all no and i think i think that's the big uh um i don't know how to say it uh politely that's kind of the big facade going on over the past, uh, you know, 50, 60, 70 years is that people, and I say people, I mean clergy, equate uh, spiritual success with the size of 
the building and the number of, of people, you know, the number of butts sitting in pews. And I, I, I you know, it is a, uh, it's going to be a rude awakening for a lot of these folks when they get to the Bema judgment. And um, God, you know, Christ never called us to run His church like, like a corporation, like a five hundred one c, or you know, some kind mm-hmm. of, uh, some kind of a tax write off, you know, a big corporation, seeker friendly, any of that stuff. He called us to reach out to individuals and to um, to get meet together. You know, whether that's in a house or it's in a you know uh, in a park or wherever. You know, that's like the early church. They met wherever they could meet, and um, that's that's our call to do that. It, the building has nothing to do with spiritual growth. Um, Jesus routinely uh, referred to the Pharisees as uh, whitewashed tombs, and if you've ever been to Jerusalem, I mean, uh, a lot of the you can you know look back. You know, you see a lot of the the rubble and the stuff, but if you can, in your mind, see the ancient structures and the the old temples and things like that, mm-hmm. uh, they they were beautiful, but they were spiritually bankrupt. You know, so that the building has nothing to do with spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. The number of people sitting in your church has nothing to do with spiritual growth. Um, I, I've been to plenty of churches that were big, and and I would say ninety percent of the population in there were spiritually asleep. So I I, I mean. Big churches don't impress me, and I wasn't impressed then. Even as a prodigal, I wasn't impressed, and I'm not impressed now. So I, I've, I've kind of made it a point in wherever I go to, to try and wake up the leadership of churches and say, hey, man, you know, you guys are the you guys are the, the, the shepherds over this flock here. God's going to hold you to a higher account because you are not um, uh, making spiritual growth a priority here. You, 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 you want to stay busy. And you want to have all these little programs going. Mm-hmm. Uh, it keeps everybody busy, and everybody thinks they're doing something, but everybody's still spiritually uh, babies. They're still on milk, and they're not trying to grow anybody. So there's a big source of frustration for me uh, with the churches mm-hmm. over the last 15 or so years. So it, so it goes without saying that they are not preparing the underground. Uh, no. can, would you say the underground also could be considered a, a remnant? A remnant? Yeah, so I think that I think it's kind of twofold. One is that there's a, I, I view the seven churches, the seven letters of the seven churches in Revelation two and three as as being not only, um, uh, uh, historical because those were seven literal churches in John's day there at the end of the first century, mm-hmm. um, and it was also written to individuals, it was written to congregations, but it's prophetic as well because, um, the way that the order of those churches. Uh, the, the order that they're given in, um, we can see that over the, through hindsight, we can look back and see how that that's played out over the last 2,000 years. And so uh, the 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 church age that we're in now, the last four kind of overlap each other. Mm-hmm. And we're the remnant church there is the Philadelphian church. Now, um, if in in Revelation uh, three to the letter of the to the to the church, the letter of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus said, he's speaking here. This is him speaking. He says, you will have little strength. And I think that, that true evangelical, b- biblical Christians today have very little political strength. Uh, we, you know, the public arena of ideas has been shut down, censored, all that. I mean, we mm-hmm. can't say what we want anymore. You right. can't even go to most cities these days and preach on the street without getting arrested or having some citations slapped mm-hmm. on you. And, it, you know, stripped God from schools. They've stripped God from government. They've stripped God from everything. And, you know, human secularism kind of rules the day at, at present. 
And so now uh, we are, we are, you know, we are, we, we, we have very little uh, strength in terms of um, political, um, the political mm-hmm. opinion these days. And if you look at the Barna studies, I mean, there's no wonder. I mean, you've got 37% of uh, clergy, I think this was 2016 or 2018, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they don't even believe the Bible, you know, uh, and that's clergy. That's not even people sitting in the pews, mm-hmm. so no wonder. I mean, you can double that for the, the folks in the, the pews. Mm-hmm. And there might be a great number, a great percentage that say, you know, yeah, we believe in God, but when you ask them to define that, they have no idea. And to them, God is, you know, Buddha, you know, Muhammad, whoever. I mean, they're all the one, one and the same for them. Um, so there's no, there's no spiritual discernment. There's no spiritual uh, preparedness. Nobody's watching. Everybody's just kind of going about their, their normal day. Now, I will say with the last couple of years, a lot of folks have woken up, um, or let's say that a, a bigger number of folks have woken up in terms mm-hmm. of um, what's going on around the mm-hmm. world because they've so, walked out. So, Pete, you, you were in the military? Yes. So was there um, uh, animosity toward people of faith? Um, you know, back then when I, got, I retired in uh, 2020, um, I would say that there was probably about a 60-40 split. I mean, there were still a good many mm-hmm. uh, patriots and Christians and people that believe in God serving in the military. But there was a great, there's a bigger number of folks that I'd ever seen that either were atheist, agnostic, they just didn't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think probably the biggest portion would be agnostic. Did, the, just, did, the, did the military offer you uh, transgender uh, surgery to help you out? <laughs> they tried to help you out with some transgender surgery? No, no, but I, I saw that coming back in 20, we, in fact, we, we made the point of this back in 2011. I was in San Antonio, they were giving this brief on uh, same-sex marriage, and they were, you know, it was, new, it was a new policy now. And I was and I was telling people then I was like, watch, man, they are gonna the next thing is gonna be transgendered, and everybody laughed at me. And they're like, no, no way, there's, there's no way they can't do it. I mean, you know, you got male and female PT mm-hmm. test, and uh, you know. So so if you have a, you have a, a, an angry division of Chinese soldiers attacking, and an Amer- American military sends a bunch of guys in tutus, is that going to strike fear into the Chinese army? When they run, when our guys run around in tutus and uh, chiffon, they might they might stop in uh, in fits of laughter, but I don't, it's not going to stop them though. Mm-hmm. All right, hey, we got questions coming in for you. Doreen says, uh, Pete, is the rapture this year? Uh, I I don't know. I, I mean, here's the thing: we're coming up on the two. I have three kind of criteria for this. There, um, there's the prophetic red lines. There's type and shadow. And um, what was the last one? Let me me go through the type and shadow first. In the Bible, there is uh, patterns all throughout the Old Testament that that forecast into the New Testament. Uh, You know, Abraham taking Isaac up on the hill. He's going to sacrifice his only begotten son. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Isaac having to carry his own wood. You know, you can see this all throughout the Old Testament. And um, same thing with time. There's patterns within time and scripture, and we're coming up on the 2,000th anniversary of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Now, there's disagreement on what exact year that is. Some believe it's gonna, you know, some believe some people believe that Christ was crucified in the year 29 A.D. Some people believe 30 A.D. Some 31. And based off the the uh, calendars and which calendar you use and the lunar cycles, and I don't want to get into all that craziness mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
let's just say it's the outer date. Let's just say it's 33 AD, and I, and I kind of believe that it is okay. based on our data. But we're coming up on the 2000th anniversary, so is that too here 2020-2033 is going to be the 2000th anniversary? So is that time going to just blow past that? I don't I, I, I don't know, but we I've had a number of people on this program that brought with them charts. Uh, and they do their math and their addition and, and the lunar phases, and they say, oh, that's the reason these people got it wrong because the lunar phase was over here. And, you know, I've had people set dates and such, and one guy, he was so adamant, he sent me seven DVDs, and his date was rather soon to that interview, and that it came and went, and I tried to get him to come back for a follow-up, but he said he's going to sabbatical to Europe, and, and I won't be able to reach him for the foreseeable future. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, when it comes to dates, no, nobody has this thing down that, that I can tell. Uh, no. You know, it's just just conjecture. But it is a source of con- consternation, consternation. The other thing is just the idea of talking about a rapture, pre-trib, post-trib, no-trib, is is a point of contention uh, in the Christian sect. Would you not agree? Yeah, but it's not the only one. I mean, people disagree on how to be baptized, uh, what are the exact steps to be saved, mm-hmm. what the, the carpet of churches should be. Should you have carpet in churches? Should you have kitchen in churches? I mean, you, the, the list is very long to which we will draw circular firing squads on ourselves to argue about something. And I think, But I do think the rapture has solid biblical... Uh, you can, we can disagree on when... People can disagree on when they think it's going to happen, but they can't deny that it is going to happen because that is in scripture and if to, to say that it's not going to be in the Bible or to say that it's not going to happen that is a unbiblical position and to my in my estimation it's heretical because it is clear it is clearly in the Bible we can disagree all day long on when it happens and that's fine I'm okay I'm not trying to convince anybody I'm convinced in what I believe um, but but to say that it's not going to happen at all mm-hmm. And you have to do some mental uh, cheetah flips to, to deny that because it's very clearly in Scripture. Okay. All right. Uh, 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 Doug says, uh, Pete, what kind of aircraft did you fly when you were in the military? Uh, okay. So I started out on TH-67s, which is like your Bell Jet Ranger. From there, I went to Hueys. Uh, from Hueys, I went to Blackhawk Alpha Model, and then I went to uh, Lima Model, then a or the uh, Alpha, Alpha Charlie, then the Lima, and then to the Mike Model. Hmm. And then... When I was getting out, I was uh, transitioning to fixed wings, so I started flying uh, Cessnas and Pipers, twin-engine Pipers, and mm-hmm. going to go into the airlines. So, and then, you know, 2020 happened, so that kind of derailed. Well, sure. With, with your with your flying expertise, would you would you like to uh, fly uh, your commander in chief around on Air Force One? <laughs> if there was one pair, uh, no, I'm not going to say that. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, just, no, just saying. All right. Well, hey, uh, when you when you were flying. And really, just being in the military uh, uh, over the course of your service. By the way, thank you for your service. Thanks. Did you see or talk about UFOs? You know, uh, I never saw any, uh, but I, that was one thing I was interested in. Yeah, uh, back then. Uh, and uh, I, you know, the big, the big thing for me was that um, I believe that they were real based on um, evidence that I had seen, and this is, you know, even before YouTube, before, you know, but really before the Internet as we know it, I just, I'm, it just made sense to me in, in, a, in a kind of scriptural way that 
Um, and it, and it, this got defined further as I had my come to Jesus moment and I got back into scripture and I thought, okay, I believe in the rapture, right? So I believe that Christ is going to uh, come and take his church before the tribulation. If there's a global crisis, which I believe it will be, then Satan is going to need a global level distraction. And what could, what, what could that distraction be? And I think Ronald Reagan, and I'm paraphrasing him here, he said the only thing that you know was going to unite the people of the world is if little green men showed up one day and uh, they you've kind of popped out. That would be something that would unite humanity. So mm -hmm. just as Jesus, um, when Jesus was born, uh, the angels came out of the sky, were very visible, and they appeared to the shepherds. They were singing. They were you know just lighting up the sky there. You had the star of Bethlehem. Um, I think at the same, Satan will mimic that. So right at the rapture, we're going to have this UFO light show like crazy, and people are just going to, people that don't know are, are just going to be assuming that the two things have are court, you know, related together. Mm -hmm. People appeared and these things showed up. Right, and that's that's the thing about it is I think the UFOs are going to have to come into the conversation because that's going to be as the the uh, unrepentant mind, the God hater mind, won't be able to. Uh, process what's happening. Let's just say if there is a sudden disappearance of millions of people, they're going to have to process that somehow in, in, in their defective mind, um, their boosted, triple backed and boosted mind, and they're not. it's not going to work. Uh, so they're obviously going to be thinking about alien abduction. Uh, but if, if, if around that time, or even before, it just seems there's going to be some sort of um, revelation, some sort of contact, and then I don't know how that plays into your your portraying development of the end time scenario, but I, I think it plays is playing a big part, especially as we keep getting this drip drip uh, information of, of UFO disclosure from the military, and they have a whole new word for it now. It's called something about cross domain. Who knows? I wrote it down. I don't even want to talk about it. Uh, cross domain um, uh, activity, which includes underwater and the revelation that they have seen ufos flying underwater like airplanes just gliding through as a revelation that came out in the last two weeks and so i got a feeling we're being prepped for some sort of upcoming scenario yeah we used to call it multi-domain i don't know if that's the, the same buzzword Multi yeah that sounds about right sure yeah yeah you had uh you know originally we had land sea air and then, you know, as the Cold War kind of wore on, then it, you know, became uh, uh, information warfare. Then you had uh, space, and then we had cyber. Then you have uh, subterranean, um, which is, you know, when you go, you think about uh, warfare and how wars are now being fought more and more in cities uh, in, a, in an urban environment. The urban environment always has the subterranean component to it, whether it's subways or sewer systems or... You know, it that's that's huge now. Um, but but yeah, I I, I think uh, that with the recent disclosure from Congress, I think it was was uh, was it 2019, 2018 when um, uh, they had the big Senate hearing and and they had mm -hmm. uh, I guess that nine page report that came out, mm -hmm. um, which is laughable. I mean, when you think about, they can do a you know a thousand page report on um, you know water levels at. at um, uh, rising a half inch or something 60 years from now, but you're talking about something that has credible evidence uh, by military aircraft that have, uh, you know, sensors, whether it's um, heat seeking or, you know, white hot, black hawk, 
uh, FLIR, all of that, 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 is, uh, that is tangible evidence. And what they're talking about with climate change and all that going on to the future, that's, you know, that's, all, that's still theoretical. I mean, how many uh, climate day, doomsday uh, predictions have they made here in the last, um, you know, 20 years? There's probably like 30 different predictions. Oh, you know, by 2010, this is going to happen. By 2011, this is going to happen. By 2016, mm-hmm. the ocean levels are going to rise. Polar bears are all going to die, blah, blah, blah. And none of that's come to pass. So mm-hmm. um, to have a nine-page report released uh, from the Pentagon was kind of, that's just, uh, you know, they know yeah. stuff and they're not going to release that information. Mm-hmm. Um, Doreen asks questions, do you know who the Antichrist is? No, we won't know. Second Thessalonians 2 says that, uh, that, that, and I don't have my Bible in front of me, uh, that the restrainer, when the restrainer is moved, then that guy is going to be revealed. So, but here's what I do know about the Antichrist, is that um, he is he's 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 definitely alive today. Mm-hmm. We don't know who he is. We don't. He's not. He's probably some not somebody we don't even think who it is. But mm-hmm. here's the thing: uh, during the first half of the tribulation, the, which is what we call Daniel's 70th week, is seven years. It's called the tribulation coll- colloquially, but but the real official name is Daniel's 70th week. The first three and a half years, this guy is going to be the uh, man of lawlessness, and then the second half, mm-hmm. he's the son of perdition. And the only what? other guy in Scripture that's called the son of perdition is Judas Iscariot. What? And what? Judas Iscariot is the only other guy in the entire Bible that was personally possessed by Satan. Mm-hmm. So this guy is going to be possessed by Satan at the midpoint on. Um, but that's why, you know, why, why is it? Why why is it everybody keep keep saying it's Jared Kushner? I mean. Who is, I, who is that guy? Everybody keeps saying he's the Antichrist. I mean, I'm looking at the dude and saying, you know, you're a freak. I got I got that part. Nobody like him. But I don't see that he measures up to be the Antichrist. He's goofy. He, I give yeah. you that. He, I mean, he did the peace deal. Uh, so Daniel 927. What's but wait a minute. Everybody's done a peace deal. Carter did a peace deal. Trump did a peace deal. Everybody's doing peace deals. Land for peace, land for peace. We'll keep going back and forth, man, and trying to steal half of Jerusalem and make it make make the the Palestines, make it their make it their property over there. Nobody like him either, because they're always dropping bombs, shooting bombs over there. Good thing there's an iron dome over there and they just it's futile. They but their efforts are futile, Pete. But Jared Kirshner, he just looks like a scrawny dude that nobody likes anyway. But you talk about it's gotta be somebody evil, and I'm thinking Biden, uh Fauci. I mean who we who we got? Ming Ching Pao from China? No, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, the guy has to be from within the confines of the old Roman Empire. So if you look at a map of the old Roman Empire, he's got to come out of that area from somewhere. So uh, he could, uh, you know, if I had to, to, if I had to put money down on the table right now and say, okay, this is who I think it is going to be, mm-hmm. I would say somebody like Zelensky. Somebody yeah. like him, not. Well, didn't they, didn't they say Amar Sadat? Didn't they say that guy was supposed to be the be the Antichrist? Yeah, but here's, the, here's uh, these people come and go, man. They, they die off. All of a sudden, they got to change the story. Here's here's again. I, I'm not saying that it is. I'm just saying that if I had to put money down and say that who I think it is today, yeah, that's who my best candidate is. Put it that way. But yeah, he, oh, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you change the story. I'm just saying a lot of people change the story when you when you t- people people have been looking for the Antichrist. Now we've had people, guests on the show, Pete, that say that the Antichrist will be created. From the blood DNA that they were able to extract from the shroud of Turin, are you heard that theory? Uh, no. That's not, good. Not, That's a good one, isn't it? 
Nimrod from Nimrod, I've heard, yeah. That's a good one. You can only hear that on the Edge broadcast. All right, let's get some more questions for you, Pete. This is from Rose. He says, Pete, do some people already have the Mark of the Beast? We know that thing's coming. No. No, they don't. No. So I think what we've seen in the last couple of years is the uh, predecessor that's laying the groundwork for how it will be rolled out. Um, and there may even be some, you know, some genetic tampering going on with uh, – it's the materials that it's already in there in the mm-hmm. system that may lay the groundwork genetically later, but uh, it's not going to be rolled out until. Now, I've, the- I've I've heard just just recently it's been coming out that that your Chinese man over there, they've been splicing humans with pigs, and I don't know what kind of army that what kind of freak from hell army they're trying to develop something probably maybe call them orcs, you know I don't know what they're going to come out turn out to be, but the 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 the, the boundary. Uh, P. Garcia, between human and animal has been dissolved. It's, it's kind of like, uh, I know you got some things on your website there about the Book of Enoch and the Book of Jude and the various things, but it does seem that the 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 sons of God or the, the Nephilim or somebody were given information to humans on how to do various things, and I'm thinking they're back, and they're doing this gnarly stuff again, telling people how to splice humans with animals, and there's going to be a, a gigantic, smelly orc army and Chinese won't even have to fight the Americas just send the orcs over well yeah they did that in Genesis 6 uh, Satan was attempting to corrupt the bloodline so the Messiah couldn't come and then when that uh, when the flood washed that away those angels that that were done that did that uh, if you go by the book of Enoch that was 200 angels I don't know how many there actually were mm-hmm. but those angels were cast into Tartarus and they are held in chains of darkness until judgment day now that verse, uh, Genesis 6-4, where it says that uh, when the sons of God came down and married the daughters of men, uh, and Nephilim, and it says when, that word when is that word in Hebrew, Asher. If you, when you read the, the Septuagint, uh, that word can mean when or whenever. So mm-hmm. when you say when, whenever the sons of God came down, that makes more sense because we see giants and things like that after the flood, you know, Goliath, the Amorite, uh, the mm-hmm. The, you know, the folks that the, the Joshua and them fought in, in the promised land to kick them out. Um, but I think that now that we're at the end the end of the road, Satan is, is getting desperate. So, yeah, he's going to definitely uh, try again. And mm-hmm. he's gonna, this time he's going to use technology, probably genetic, to mm-hmm. push transhumanism, you know, well, or right. I mean, cyber-physical or, well, you know, something th- more nefarious. There's a co- the correlation there is... is in, uh, in the days of Noah, and Matthew, I think Matthew 24 to say, so as in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man comes, they were eating, drinking, marrying, various things. But there were also giants in the land. So I've always had this question, are these going to be literal giants that are going to reappear? Are they going to be the giants of technology like Facebook and YouTube and Google? Uh, are these the giants they're talking about in another form? Or are we going to see literal giants coming down pike now people really have been trying to make that happen with this giant of kandahar now did you hear any lore about that when you were in the military service uh not while i was there i was in afghanistan in 2008 and 13 mm-hmm. and i never hang over there but I, i've gone back and listened to stories of folks that were out in different places and they definitely had some weird experiences and so not familiar with the giants of kandahar until just you know in the last mm-hmm. couple of years so um, but I will say that that I don't think physical giants are going to come this time around because they don't need to. I mean, think about it. Uh, back then, when you when your when your weapons were spears, swords, and shields, 
a giant would be a mighty foe to go against and, and a good, good, good to have in your arsenal. But you know, it's not really necessary these days. You'd rather have somebody like a, a Captain America who's bioengineered into mm-hmm. some kind of superhuman that has cyber, you know, Neuralink, whatever in his head. He can Google, he has Google in his head. He can, he knows everything. He's physically stronger, physically faster, doesn't need to sleep. Uh, that guy could, could whip a giant in a, in a heartbeat. So, well, those, I think, those are those particular giants. But what about the, the, the lore of the giants that built the pyramids and the giant monoliths, multi-ton monoliths? Seems to me, it's going, whoever those giants were, it would take more than a wood spear to take them down. Seems to me they'd have advanced technology, so the Atlantean kind. Uh, yeah. You know, so I think there was high tech before. In fact, I think uh, uh, the, the, um, the Indian history s- t- talks about some sort of nuclear war and describes exactly what happened to people in a nuclear blast at, at some point in our ancient human history. Let's get a couple more questions for you, Pete. Um, Rose says, uh, the Bible talks about the seal of God that some saints will have. What does the seal of God mean? Well, the right now in the church age, uh, those who are born-again believers in Jesus Christ are sealed by the Holy Spirit. That's in Ephesians 1, for, uh, 2 Corinthians 1, uh, Ephesians 4, and that means that you're sealed until the day of redemption. When the rapture happens, everybody that is sealed by the Holy Spirit is going to be removed. Now, that's going to remove every Christian from the face of the earth. Now, at this point, those people that come to faith... Now, here's that other side of the remnant question that you had. I think there will be a remnant on the other side. There will be a great revival after the rapture, and people are going to see what have ha- what, what had just happened. And they're going to, at that point in time, they're going to put their faith in God, put their faith in Christ, and they're going to become martyrs. And they're, in, in Revelation 13, 7, it is given to the Antichrist. God gives the Antichrist the ability to slaughter, basically, and control everybody. That is an authority that is given to him. Mm-hmm. And there's no, the only people that are sealed in the book of Revelation are the 144,000 uh, uh, Jew, the Jewish male virgins from the 12 tribes. That's it. Now... And you know, I've read it back and forth many, many, many times, and there's no other people that are sealed mm-hmm. other than the folks. So, are are we going to see two people raised from the dead? The two witnesses? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, one of them will, will be, and and possibly one won't. I mean, Moses. If it's Moses and Elijah, Moses died, and his body was fought over by uh, Michael the archangel and, mm-hmm. and Lucifer um, there in the Book of Jude. Uh, but uh, Elijah never died, and if it's Elijah and Enoch, then both of those guys had never died. They were both taken and raptured up before their uh, physical deaths. So, what, what about this? I heard that uh, that uh, that uh, Baptists are going to be uh, uh, raptured out first. Have you heard that? <laughs> no. Oh well. No. Well, it's the Bible says the dead in Christ shall rise first. <laughs> Church of Christ, maybe. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd you like that one? <laughs> Oh, that was good. That was a freebie. Stay tuned for some more action here from the Edge broadcast. All right. Um, can people be implanted with the mark of the beast against their will? No. When this technology comes out, people are going to willingly take it. Mm-hmm. And I think I think right now, if you look at um, things like Project Gilgamesh, the Methuselah Foundation, um, Neuralink, uh, all of the things that they're trying to package into this this technology, mm-hmm. it's promise uh, they're going to promise long, long you know uh, the anti-aging technology where this thing will they, they'll put it in your forehead 
It'll mm-hmm. start telling you automatically, hey, you've got some bad cells here. You need to get rid of this. You need to react. They may do some genetic uh, uh, tinkering with your DNA so that mm-hmm. it kicks out the bad stuff. And they'll promise all of this stuff. I think people are going to – and plus, it's going to be the only way that you can buy or sell because it's tied into some CBDC or whatever the digital currency is at that point that becomes part of the, the B system. Mm-hmm. So at a certain point, people are going to get pretty hungry. Uh, mm-hmm. And hunger is a powerful motivator. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are going to willingly so, take the thing. And if you don't take it, this is where you get your head cut off. So Pete, what, I, what I hear you saying is you'd be willing to have your consciousness downloaded to a Google server so you could live forever. Is that what, that, is that what I'm getting? For me? No. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> mis- misinterpretation. Okay. My bad. Um, have you heard of the Malachi prophecies stating that the Pope is the last? We're talking about Malachi? The, um, yeah. Or Malachi. Uh, uh, um, Malachi prophecies. That might be Malachi Martin. I don't know. Maybe there's something else. I don't know. Yeah, there was a guy in the 1300s that, that listed all the popes that would serve out, and I'm blanking mm-hmm. on his name, but uh, he said that the last pope would be called Peter or Pet. And so I think Tom Horn and some other folks wrote a book called mm-hmm. Petrus Romanus. Yeah. The last pope that came out, um, mm-hmm. who uh, Francis is, is a Jesuit. So, uh, you know, the Jesuits, they have the black pope, um, and I'm blanking on his name, too. But there's a black pope, the gray pope, and the white pope. So the white pope is kind of the public. How many popes are there? I don't like any of them. I think there's three three that kind of run concurrently, you know. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't know if it's, if, if, if it's if I can say this, but I, I always say poop on the pope, man, because I, I, don't, I don't have any use for him. Yeah, me neither. I mean, then the Bible talk about men walking around in robes who love to be in the high places, forbidding to marry and forbidding to eat meat on Friday. I mean, this sounds to me, I mean, there's some Pope stuff going on right there. Yeah. All right. Uh, what uh, What do you know about DARPA and the super soldiers? Uh, well, I mean, DARPA has been around for a long time. They're generally about 20 years ahead of everybody else. Uh uh, the only, really, the only thing I'm kind of tracking with them is what they've been doing with um, Boston Electronics, mm-hmm. the robotics programs. And so, when I was teaching postgrad uh, curriculum a couple years ago uh, to army officers, um, uh, I had a slide that uh, that had there uh, there was about 40 different robots. And you had, you know, you had the kind that could, uh, that, were, that were like snakes. You had the kind that were like dogs. You had the bipedal ones like humans. You had the ones like insects. You had the ones that could crawl underground, underwater. And so I, I think DARPA is, is heavily invested in the in the laws right now, the lethal autonomous, autonomous weapons. Wait, wait, let's, let's get back to the insects. What's going on with them? Oh, they, I mean, they have uh, robotic insects now that, you know, you know the phrase to be a fly on the wall? So they yeah. actually have literal flies. That yeah. They can, well, that always triggers. That's a trigger word with me because I think that it's going to be the insectoids that are coming down from out there, and these mm. these are the nasty ones. I think they control the reptilians, um, and so I don't know. I don't. I think in the hierarchy thing, the, the insectoids are the nasty ones. So I'm a little bit got a little aversion to that. All right. Uh, what do you? Here's from Peter from Australia. It says Pete, what do you think about the secret of Fatima? What is it? Is there a secret? <laughs> Oh, I, you know what? I know it's Catholic. I, I don't. Uh, I, I've heard. I'm familiar with Fatima, but I'm not. 
super well, read up and, on and it. that's another thing pete why is it and i think i may even ask the last guest yes but i'll get your opinion why is it it seems that the supernatural stuff happens with the catholics they got the exorcist they got the fatima uh they got the stigmata uh i mean they got everything why, why did they get all that stuff and then you go to like a protestant church and they're talking about building funds i mean but you know so the i don't know how long an answer you want but Basically, the last 200 years, you know, uh, secular secular humanism became the kind of main um, uh, it, it, the main component of everything, and that also impacted seminaries. So seminaries began to dumb down the supernatural and begin to just not talk about it anymore, particularly within the Protestant uh, denominations. So the Bible went from being a supernatural book that written by a God who lists who exists outside of time and space to now it's just a you know a good book of morals and and it's a positive philosophy on how to, to live peaceably in the world. And so the Protestants have largely stripped out a lot of um, uh, the supernatural. But I will say with, with the Roman Catholics, they've stripped out a lot of their prophecy and a lot of the eschatology. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're largely amillennial. Uh, they don't believe in the millennial, that Christ is going to literally return and, and, and reign here on the earth. They believe that the kingdom is now... And that the Pope is 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 God's man here on the earth. That is, he's ruling vicariously through him. Mm-hmm. So when the Pope sits on his papal throne and he speaks ex cathedra, that's like coming from the mouth of God. So the Pope's title is called the Vicar of Christ, mm-hmm. which means he rules him vicariously for Christ. So they've never shied away from the supernatural, but unfortunately, they've gone in the wrong direction with it. I believe, and I don't believe that they're exorcists. Uh, you know, when you here's the thing: if you watch a movie or you watch a where these priests are battling with the, somebody that's possessed for hours and hours and hours and mm-hmm. reciting all these rituals, mm-hmm. man, it's a scripture that 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 the demons tremble. They tremble at the name of Jesus Christ. You should only have to say that if you say that in power and faith, that that thing would be out of that person. Mm-hmm. Now, and I don't mean to, to to make light of anybody's personal experiences, mm-hmm. but um, you know. I, our God's bigger than than what than theirs, mm-hmm. so I don't I don't understand. Well, it maybe it, addicts or something. I, I, I mean, also now I mean, to, to, to the Catholics' point, there these they, they're always in the forefront of trying to uh, prevent abortion, fighting against abortion. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't see I don't see the Protestant Church fighting that hard. They were how many how many churches are in this country when Roe v. Wade happened, and here we are all this time later. And uh, so, I mean, I don't know what the line is, but uh, that's probably not one. I don't know. There may be a line of teaching transgenderism to two-year-olds in the public school system or whatever. I, You know, coming out of the womb trying to change kids' sex. I mean, I don't know if that stirs up the Christians but or what does. But getting back to your original intro there, when you talk about the three words you heard, which was prepare the underground, um, uh I think a lot of people have been canceled off of YouTube and Facebook and Twitter that have told the truth and try to get information out to people. But a whole lot of people that know that information didn't have YouTube channels and Twitter accounts, but they still know all that information. To me, that, to me, those are the underground. Those are the unanticipated ones that big tech hasn't found. They really haven't found a way. And I think they try to find a way by enticing everyone to comment on an article uh, or or to, you know, say you, you need to be on Facebook to reach your friends. I mean, they're always trying to snag people in to social media 
so their algorithms can keep track of people's opinions and who's on what side. But I think if you remain off those, big tech doesn't know that yet. Yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, the Army, I want to say it was the Army, released a white paper back in 2009 called the Sentient World Simulation Project, and it was um, basically creating a digital matrix of everybody on the planet, uh, and everybody alive had a digital avatar and then, so this is 2007, 8, 9 time frame. So that you got to think back to the technology then. Um, and you would be, your avatar would be built and would live in the city like a Sim City, based off of your digital footprint. So whether you bought things online, your social media presence, your banking online, um, you know, where you withdrew money from ATMs. And then they would use those avatars and it would run war game scenarios against that. Now, I think that's that program kind of uh, dropped off everybody's radar back by 2011, 2012. But I think that is very much alive somewhere in the bowels of DARPA or in the bowels of uh, some secret, you know, three-letter agency that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. Because if I know one thing about the government, they love to war game stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is like the the motherload of war gaming right here. If they can run scenarios, so absolutely they want people on social media because they need to figure out who's who mm-hmm. and. We're in the age of information warfare, so information is uh, is currency with them. So mm-hmm. um, that doesn't surprise me at all. But at the same time, you know, God has given us a small window of time where this open door, where He's shut, or not He, but uh, where the world is shut doors for the gospel to go into. The internet has penetrated those areas in ways that was not even possible back in the '90s and the '80s and the '70s. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I use it for uh, for good. I try mm-hmm. to use it yeah. for good and reach reach the world. Yeah, I, I I agree with you there. Turning the tables on it, but I was talking about the underground. Uh, you're obviously more than the underground. You're actually a visible speaking yeah. speaking force um, and uh, and uh, and and book writer. Uh, what can you share about how you are preparing for the future after the Mark of the Beast is revealed? You personally. Well, well, I don't, I, again, I don't, I don't, I'm pre-trib, so I don't believe that the church will be here. I will not be here when the 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 mark of the beast is actually revealed. And so, what I'm trying to do now is I'm trying to warn people, I'm trying to wake people up, and showing them that this is coming. That all of the all of the things that we've seen over the last, uh, you know, going back to the Federal Reserve Act of 1913, everything from then forward has been trending one direction. It has been trending toward the coming beast system. More and more power is being consolidated into fewer and fewer hands, whether you're talking about banking, media, corporations, whatever. It is, it is going from, from many hands to few hands, and we're seeing this beast kingdom being built. And now we're starting to see this, 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 um, the mark of the beast currency. Whatever this mm-hmm. currency is going to end up officially being, it's going to be some kind of digital currency. Yeah. Is it going to um, be crypto? What, I, well, you know, so the thing about crypto is it's decentralized, and so I don't, I don't know that they don't want it decentralized. They want it. Well, let me put it this way: they want it centralized within them, and they want to see every transaction that's going on, and then from there they can send it out to whoever. Mm-hmm. But that's why CBDCs are now a big thing, um, because they they saw the rise of cryptocurrency, blockchain, and all the other stuff, um, and they don't uh, they don't want that. That's the last thing they want. Is, is another viable currency. Mm-hmm. And if you think back to Libya and Syria and some of these other countries, Iraq, that have uh, threatened to bring out their own currencies but to destabilize the global market like the uh, Gaddafi was going to do with the dinar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I think it was a gold-backed dinar. And that's why we you know, we overthrew him. You know, same with Saddam Hussein. So there was always 
there's always more reasons than just the spreading democracy that we want to go in and, and destabilize places. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your opinion of the Department of Justice and the FBI? <clears throat> well, I think it's it's part of the long game for the Luciferians that are in power. There's the long game and the short game. The long game is they corrupt the institutions. And so the FBI, DOJ, CIA, um, DIA, I mean, all the different agencies, every one of them has got has become corrupted over the last 50 years, you know, 40, 50 years. And so um, they're just playing their part. And it's exactly where the Bible said we would be. And so it's not it's not a shock to me. Mm -hmm. it, it sucks to see it happen because, you know, I don't like to see good people get trampled down, but it's not a surprise to me. Um but the short game is things like, you know, the Oklahoma City bombing, 9-11. Those are those crisis moments that happen where they're able to push through big, big changes. And then it goes back to the long game where these corrupt institutions begin to build and build and build on those um, on those uh, short, those, those changes that have come about through crisis. Mm -hmm. um, by the way, let me take time here to recognize some people in the live chat. Uh, in our live chat is uh, Doug and... Rose, uh, Peter from Australia, Little Tiger from France, Kentucky Girl, Bear, uh, gave us a bear report, Doreen8951, Tony, Louisiana, Smoke C, uh, Tammy Hall, Arkansas, Bob, Shamrock, Robert Griffin, uh, Poe, Edgar Allan Poe, and Jade, our es esteemed moderator of the edge there. By the way, speaking of that poll, let's go ahead and check to see if our poll has changed there. Pete Garcia, and the poll question, when is the rapture? we got results coming in, 33, it has changed. 33% says the rapture is after the tribulation. Uh, 28 says before, during the tribulation. 14% uh, says before the tribulation. I think you, that's your category. Uh, there won't be one. 14. We got some naysayers right there, Pete. And then we got uh, <laughs> got 9% say they don't know. And then let's go ahead and look at that second poll too, because these numbers, that, those numbers did change, Pete. Uh, the great disappearing. What's going to be an excuse when there's a great rapture? Here's our results coming in. It went higher. 66% say the aliens, they're going to blame the aliens for abducting people out of uh, the planet. 16% uh, say they'll deny that it happened. Uh, my favorite, uh, they're going to say the disappearing 19, vi disappearing 19 virus took them. And, uh, or they're going to, 5% says God, God did it. Well, uh, Pete, you turn into the Holy Writ. What, what are you looking up there for us? So for that... Was it 14% you said? Uh, on, uh, uh, for, uh, let's see, 14% says before the tribulation. Oh, who was the, what was the percentage that said it's not going to happen at all? 14%, um, 14.29%. Okay, Revelation, or excuse me, 1 Thessalonians 4, verses uh, 17. It says, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in, in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, so shall we ever be with the Lord. That word, the two words caught up is the word harpazo in the Greek. The, that harpazo and caught up, so caught up is the English translation of, har, of harpazo. Raptus is the Latin translation of caught up and the same as harpazo. So raptus is, when we get the word rapture, the transliteration of that word. So when people say the word rapture is not in the Bible, the, the little word, yeah, in the, in the English Bible for sure, but in the Latin Bible it is. And so it's, it's all the same word. So, you know, the fact that the rapture happens, it is not the same as the second coming. There's like 20 major differences between the rapture and the second coming. And so things that are different are not the same. Mm -hmm. They can't be. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. So, so the people, the people that uh, that are caught up with the dead, uh, are, are, are we going to see now? I think the when Christ was crucified, the temple was rent in two, and the bodies come up out of the graves. That was a literal event where the zombies—I guess you could say—zombies come up out of the graves. Are we going to see people come up out of the graves like that or we won't won't see them at all? It's going to be like their spirit which is in it must be hanging around in the grave. No, so when Paul says that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So if you and I were to die right now, our bodies would lay wherever they are, they get buried, cremated, whatever, and our spirits would immediately be in heaven. Now, at the rapture, the reason the rapture has to happen it's because we are not destined to float around all eternity as wispy ghosts. We are going to be rock-solid, eternal bodies that are uh, flesh and bone that can exist in every domain that God exists in, in the eternal realms, in space, underwater, wherever. Uh, we can't go anywhere in these bodies that we have now because we can't even go above, you know, Then where, 10, where are these people? Where, where, where are the dead? The dead... The, so the dead in Christ right now are with Christ in heaven, and they're. This is what Paul talks about. Well, then about. how are they going to rise if they're already with Christ? Their bodies are going to be resurrected from the ground or from the sea or from wherever their bodies were decayed in. Which is, gets, is which gets back to my question: Are we going to see a literal body come up out of the sea, reformulate if they got if they've got torched, uh, or no, I, or if the yeah, maggots have? No, no idea. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to see. Uh, because okay. it's going to happen in the blinking, uh, the blink of an eye. It's going to happen uh-huh. so quickly. Uh-huh. The living are going to be translated from mortal to immortal, and the dead in Christ are going to be raised. So their bodies are going to come up. I, I guess they would pop out of the ground, but they're going to be like Superman. So, so their so, body, their spirits are going to meet together in the air, and they're going to be joined forever. So per, my, you don't have to answer this question, but personally, would would you want to get blowtorched, or would you like be buried whole in a grave? I don't. I don't even care. It doesn't matter to it doesn't, me. Doesn't make any difference. Let's take a look at this scripture here. Can you see this scripture? Yeah. All right. It says uh, Matthew twenty-four. But pray that your flight be not in winter, neither in Sabbath day, for then shall be great tribulation. It says it was not since the beginning of no shall it ever be, except those days be shortened. There shall be no flesh shaved. I'm sure you know this scripture. But for the elect's save, sake, it shall be shortened. To me, explain to me why that doesn't say that you're here. And you're in a tribulation, but God's going to shorten the days because the elect is still here. Well, so this this passage in particular, uh, the Olivet Discourse, is written uh, primarily for those in, in Israel at the time when this happens. So you and I, we're not bound by Sabbath day restrictions. We're not, we're not, uh, you know, we don't. <laughs> if you go to Israel today, everything shuts down on Sabbath, right? I mean, you can't even drive. You can't. I mean, it's it's like you can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So. This 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 Olivet discourse is for a particular audience. Now there's an audi- there's an Olivet discourse in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but there's not the, the Synoptic Gospels, but there's not one in the Gospel of John because mm-hmm. the Gospel of John is written to the so, church. So so in the Ten Commandments where it says uh, remember to keep the Sabbath day holy, that's not for us. No no. Here's the thing: when when if we're in Christ and Christ can, uh, perfectly kept the law, he's the only person in the entire universe that did that. Then, then he is our Sabbath. Christ is our Sabbath every day. Mm-hmm. We rest in him because we can't earn our own salvation. We can't even earn, we can't earn it by doing by you know not eating right. pork, not wearing mixed uh, cotton mm-hmm. clothing, or right. or shaving or not shaving or eating you know whatever. Right. 
those things don't save us. It, our, our Sabbath is in Christ. Okay, I do. I understand what you're saying. Let's take a look at this one here. Revelation 7:14 says, He has said to me, These are they which came out of the great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. This appears to me that there's somebody going through the great tribulation. Yep, yep. Those Who are these will be people? Saints, but they're not the church. Revelation one through Revelation chapters one through three it uses the word ecclesia for the church nineteen times and then it's not used again. Okay. And then it when it talks about saints, saints is a very generic term. There are Old Testament saints, there are New Testament saints, and there'll be tribulation saints. That doesn't mean they're the church though. Mm -hmm. So the people that get their heads cut off, which the Bible says these that is not the church. That is not the church. And who is it? Is people get That's saved the during the tribulation? Yep, those are people that come to faith after the rapture of the church, and they're going to be martyred for their faith. Uh, Pete, what do you say to those that say that the the rapture itself was made up in in some, like in the 1930s, some odd sect of uh, Christianity made it up and then tried to make it uh, part of the the, <laughs> the the church history? But in general, isn't a rapture a, a, a some would say is 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 a matter of escapism for for Christians? Well, it's not an escape. It is an escape because Christ said it was. <laughs> well, yeah, I understand. I do. Okay. But but to, to your other point, uh, you, I think you're referring to the 1830s with Margaret MacDonald. But Margaret MacDonald was this Scottish girl that had yeah. all these visions and stuff. She was post-trib. If you, if you read her statements, she believed that the rapture happened after the tribulation, that the church would go through it. So that's mm -hmm. not a pre-trib. But pre-trib, aside from what's already in the Bible, there were, there were saints all going back for the last— 2,000 years that it spoke about a pre-tribulation rapture. So the that's not something that's new. It goes back to, it starts with Paul. Actually, it starts with Jesus in John 14, 1 3, but, but it's all for the last 2,000 years. It's just been popularized, I think, in the last couple centuries because of how close we are to the end. Mm -hmm. um, so the postmodern Christian um, and th those that may be sort of preparing, they, uh, I got kind of a list here. They, so 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 they get they got their they got their my pillow uh they bought hordes they bought uh hordes of gold more gold than they know what to do with they got the Berkey water filter they bought some CBD oil they got a MAGA hat and an I love Jesus sticker and a George Foreman grill uh, is this enough to get them through the hard times no no in fact I did a, a program the other night with uh, Generation 2434 on YouTube, and we did AI and the, the Antichrist Matrix, or the, the Antichrist AI Matrix, I forget the name, but we went through the technology that's going to be available to the beast in the uh, seven-year tribulation, and it is horrifying. There's not going to be any way to hide. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to hide from these things. If you have any kind of smart device now, you're already, you're, you're compromised six ways from Sundays because... Oh, yeah. They're triangulating your position. They know they know your patterns of life. I mean, mm -hmm. even if you turn it off, you're, they're still tracking you. Yeah, and even mm -hmm. through even through relatives, through friends, friends, friend, you got to turn everybody else's uh, anybody else that knows you and, and mentions you on social media, or takes a picture of you. Your facial recognition is going to be there. You driving down the highway, they're going to recognize your face, or they're going to recognize your place. There's no, there's not going to be anywhere to hide. So people that think that they're going to go into the tribulation and they're going to fight the Antichrist like some kind of, um, I forget the name of the group, uh, some warrior group that's going to go be the resistance. It says in Revelation 13, 7 that, that they're not going to win. They are going to be given over to the to the Antichrist to be slaughtered. And that's those people that you see in Revelation 7. 
this this untold multitude that are from every tribe and nation that are just going to be killed um, because they refuse to take the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I don't want it, it is an escape. Yeah, but this is something that Jesus said. Hey, pray that you know, pray that you're worthy to escape that you can get out of these things because it's going to be. He says it's more. It's the worst time in history. It's, there's nothing that's going to compare to it. He said that in Matthew 24 that this is going to be the, worse than even in Noah's mm-hmm. day when the flood. So it's going to be horrifying, and he's shortening those days so that because if he doesn't, there won't be any physical people alive to go into the millennial kingdom to repopulate the earth. Mm. So now is this emblematic of the people who says they call on call on or use the name of Jesus, and Jesus says, "Depart from me, I never knew you." Uh, or is that a different group? No, no, that's that's, that's so that's, so so people. What you're saying is to sum that up. You have a my pillow. No, I don't. Well, how are you gonna get by? <laughs> I don't get. It. I don't get. It. But earlier, hey, Pete, in the first hour, you mentioned that the Antichrist is gonna come from the the European nations. Is this the ten king thing? Uh, so no. So here's a, a short uh, summary of how I think that'll play out. After the rapture of the church, the United States will collapse economically. And because everybody in the world relies on the U.S. economy for stability and the U.S. dollar as a reserve currency, it'll have a, a domino effect. It'll collapse every other global system uh, economy in the world. And so what will happen is there'll be a realignment into 10 uh, in, like regions. Uh, maybe these will be like imperial regions or something. Um, but the, those 10 leaders will all be of one mind. Mm-hmm. And group, there will be this 11th that rises up, and that's who the Antichrist will be. Now, when I say they're all of one mind, think about it how it is today. Every Fortune 500 company today is woke. Every Fortune 500 company and every government agency is, mm-hmm. you know, right, flying the rainbow flags and, and you know, BLM and Antifa and everything else. It's not hard to see how these guys are going to be of one mind. They're going to be mm-hmm. of one, and whether they want to call it the Great Reset, the Fourth Industrial Revolution, whatever they want to identify it as, um, they're going to be singly focused together. To accomplish whatever. Uh, the the reason I the reason I derightedly said the king, ten king thing is because you must know that in the eighties it was all about the ten kings or the ten nations of, of Europe, and then all of a sudden they started adding other nations, and so that whole that whole prophecy thing of the, the ten nations and European nations and the kings got come out of there kind of went away, and then they said, oh wait a minute, something else coming up the pike. So yeah. those things. People make these statements and they get it. They write. They write books. I mean, um, and you know, and, and this is the thing about now. So, did you ever read the Tim LaHaye series? The Left Behind. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like 15 years ago or so. Okay. So, what's your what's your view on that? Uh, Doesn't that fit they, your narrative? I think they had mm, Loosely, but I think they had to water everything down because of the, the reading reading audience. You know, you had a, a very wide range of of uh, you know young readers to old readers, to every kind of different denomination. So mm-hmm. um, I think it's going to be if if that book were to actually be written how it's supposed to be written, mm-hmm. it'd probably be considered rated X. You know, in terms of violence and the gore and the violence and the demonic activity that's going to be happening. I mean, it would be in a horror section um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but I, how many people came to Christ because of those books? I probably more than we can count. So I mean, it it did it, it did it. It's it served a purpose. And I think back with Hal Lindsey, 
late great planet Earth, how many people did that stir and wake up to recognize the times that we're in? And so I think God has allowed those two things, those two book series in particular, to uh, do the things that the pulpits aren't doing now. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I'm, I'm able to write and have a website and speak on these things is because the pulpits aren't teaching it. If the pulpits were teaching it, they wouldn't need me. I mean, they would be getting it every Sunday from their church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, Pete, are alien abductions real phenomena? Yeah, I believe they are. Now, there's also a big bi- battle in that realm, too, where some people say that every every alien is, is a demon. Uh, do you go with that perspective, or are they real, actual entities? You know, I... I... I want to say that uh, the the places where there are abductions and there are experimentations and things like that, I think that is demonic activity because why they're an advanced race. Why do they need to keep doing the same experiments on these people for the? No, that's uh, my that's my question. What kind of tech do they have? Haven't they got this thing right yet? And by the way, because I mentioned that more and more revelations coming out, uh, even from mainly from the military, but I think Tucker Carlson has done or will do soon, I think he's already been out, a, a special on cattle mutilations. Now, I think Tucker Carlson's probably the, the highest rated, I think he's higher rated than Hannity on Fox News. So for him to talk about cattle mutilations, bringing that from the conspiracy, uh, and by the way, on your website, I, I liked uh, one of your book pictures has a, uh, it says conspiracies and it has um, a picture from the movie, um, um, Oh, uh, 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 signs, signs where yeah, the guy yeah. is sitting there with a aluminum hat. I, I like that. That that was that was funny. Uh, but of course that wasn't a conspiracy. But anyway, so he's talking about cattle mutilations coming out, and that goes to the thing too. How many cows do they got to kill to get their tech right? Exactly. So I, yeah. I don't. Maybe they're just not as powerful as everybody gives them credit for being. So this this goes back to this this idea of the restrainer. Not only is the restrainer is the the Holy Spirit empowered church on the earth restraining wholesale evil and, and violence to the scale that that uh, could be. It's def, you know definitely we're seeing an increase and uptick in it these days. But it's also restraining the demonic activity from really surfacing in the kind of way that is uh, tangible. So look at like Bigfoot. I mean there were there were thousands and thousands of of sightings, incredible this, and video, and pictures, but yet we can't find a body. We can't find a skeleton. We can't find, uh, you know, a definitive uh, of, uh, physical you, you know, evidence. You, you, know, you know what else you can't find? A, a body of a Nephilim, a ghost, an angel, or a demon. You can't find those bodies either. There's a whole lot of bodies out there that should be found that are not there. There, there is, uh, there is a, uh, on the State Department uh, website, if you go back to 2018, and I'll have this coming out in an article here in the next couple, uh, I think next week I have it coming out. Uh, I have a picture, a screen grab of that uh, White House email communique between one lady, and this is all from Hillary Clinton's uh, email caches, talking about the body of the Nephilim that they recovered mm-hmm. and uh, something to do with Nimrod. Nice. So, uh, uh, but that, you know, it doesn't explain what they're saying. But here's one thing: if if it's code, why would you use that as code if you're trying to make it blend in with everything else? You wouldn't mm-hmm. use that kind of provocative. No, you'd uh, use you'd, you'd use words like pizza. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you'd use. <laughs> you'd... <laughs> that was code well, right there. Yeah, that was loaded. <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't uh, 
use Nimrod and Nephilim. If you're trying to hide it for something else, you'd use, you know, something mundane, you know, like, uh, well, I don't know, hey, whatever they're talking So, you know what, though? In an unrelated note, back back when I was a kid in high school, if, if we found somebody really stupid, we'd call, we'd call them Nimrod. Hey, Nimrod. So, <laughs> I mean, how did that ever happen? Well, the, the, the idea is uh, uh, um, that he might possibly there's a couple of people that he might actually be and how he ended up becoming Nimrod. I don't, I, I mean, you'd have to ask like Doug Woodward or somebody. He's done. Hey, by the way, hey, by the way, Pete, have you been to the Ark in Kentucky? I have not. No. Okay. Well, you, well, you got to go. I haven't been there. I got it planned to go, but I heard that they're going to be building a tower of Babel. Yes. I heard that too. That's going to be crazy. That, that is it. That is some interesting stuff there. You know, people need to see, they need to sometimes just see what they've read of their whole life to bring context to it and, and to bring a reality to it because these, they're just not, I don't believe they're made up stories. Uh, and if from the, from the Bible standpoint, I believe that they're all facts. It's all factually correct myself. Yeah. However, we all kind of, we all see through a glass darkly. Some of us see a little bit clearer than others, but we all, you know, and that, that's the thing of all the near death people that have been on the program and went to heaven. I don't think any of them, I think it's not going to be any of those views. I think it's going to be something completely different. Yeah, I am. Um, I don't know. I've got mixed emotions on the, the NDEs. And uh, a, friend, a good friend of mine has is, is, had three Widowmaker heart attacks, and I, I tend to believe them. Um, but I, I also, there's a lot of people that have said a lot of other things, and I just I don't know what to make of it. So. Well, you say, did somebody say they went there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he he had three widowmaker heart attacks. Like he died, uh, he he was clinically dead. Um, so he he described it in kind of gen- generic terms, but he wasn't like you know. And he's like, hey, this is what I remember from this. He goes, you can believe it, don't believe it. I don't really care. This is what I this is what I remember. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pete, in 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 your in your life, what what was, would you say was the most spiritual event that ever happened to you? Would it would it be that coming to Jesus moment, or did you have did you ever have something supernatural uh, happen to you? Uh, well, I mean that that to me was supernatural event there. Um, but I got saved at a very really young age. I was about six years old when I came to Christ, and so and then I was raised in church. Hmm. Um, there were certainly moments where I I felt the Holy Spirit's presence more so than than. Um, than I do say on a daily basis. Now I believe that I'm sealed by the Holy Spirit and that I, uh, I can communicate with God boldly and go before the throne, throne of God to make my requests and things and to petitions and to ask for forgiveness and all those things that go along mm-hmm. with sanctification. But, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I've had, uh, I had one instance when I was in, uh, early on in my, my return to Christ, I, I was in, involved in a prison ministry and I, I got up and I preached on uh, Revelation chapter one and the vision of Christ. And these are all um, juveniles in there for felonies, uh, you know, gang banging, drugs, arson, um, you know, probably some murders and things like that. Oh. And uh, this is a state, state, federal, you know, system for for those under eighteen. And and I was so worked up in this sermon that uh, <laughs> at the end of it, I just I closed my Bible and I walked off. And uh, the guy that that brought everybody together on these trips to the prison, he immediately got up there and did an altar call and like, you know, 20 people 
raise your hand to receive the Lord. And I, I, I mean, to me, that was amazing. I didn't even think about it, to be honest. Like at the time, I was just like, nice. I was so in that moment of just mm-hmm. uh, going through it. It just it, it completely uh, slipped my mind to to ask people, hey, do you want to come to know Jesus? And so thankfully, mm-hmm. that guy was there to to. Would you, would you say you were filled with the Spirit? Yeah, and I, I think that, I mean, that wasn't the only time that, um, that that I've been filled with the Spirit in those regards. But okay. there's some articles that I've written that uh, most articles I write take 8 to 10 hours, you know. But some articles I, I ham out and, uh, hammer out in 30 minutes. And those end up being the ones that just blow up and become really impactful to people. And those are the ones where I feel like the Lord is really just speaking through me to some whatever particular time. Mm-hmm. Uh, running out of normal was one of my articles that that really responded to. I've heard from so many people on it, and I wrote that in 30 minutes, and it was just something that just came just like right through me to, to the computer, typed it out, and mm-hmm. published. Boom! And I didn't even spend any time on it. It was just something that I and I, I don't know. That's the Holy Spirit working right there. So and He knows what people are needing and what people uh, need to hear uh, for encouragement, mm-hmm. for instance. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't have a lot of supernatural experience background, but um, um, okay. yeah, okay, nothing stands out. That, but that that was, was pretty phenomenal right there with what you said. So, what, what's your take on speaking in tongues? Would you, would you like to stir up some controversy and answer that question? When I was in Saudi Arabia, when I was stationed there, I got invited to an underground church, and and it was one of those charismatic churches. I didn't know. I had no idea what kind of church it was. Mm-hmm. We get locked in. There's about 400 people in there. I'm in the middle of the room, in the middle of these old pews, so there's I can't get out. I can't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Before this, I would say I was pretty agnostic on tongues. Like I didn't, um, I, I didn't have an opinion one way or the other because mm-hmm. I never went to a charismatic church. Mm-hmm. So, but after this, they did an hour of singing. And then immediately it went into an hour of tongues. And I, at this point, I'm just like observing everybody because I, I'm just and and uh, I think it's largely chaotic. It, it didn't make any sense. There wasn't anybody there to interpret it. Um, it was just people kind of just going off and doing their own thing. And, and, mm-hmm. and then we had an hour of sermon and then we had another hour of like uh, administrative stuff. And at the end of it, man, I was emotionally just exhausted. Now I would add, I would say there's probably I, I am not a cessationist so I don't believe that all the gifts are gone away that's not what I'm saying I am saying that that within the charismatic churches and in Pentecostal Assembly of God and all those there is wide room for abuse of those gifts and I think that that they a lot of uh, um, um, shady people have come in and and have tried to take advantage of that mm-hmm. so. So I don't I don't discount tongues. Uh, so I I just I always figured you know if I if God ever was going to do that through me, you know I would be teaching in some group that don't speak English and then at some point they would just understand what I was saying because that to me makes the most sense. It's it's logical. God is a logic. God God is uh, God doesn't do irrational things. And people hollering and and rolling around the ground and doing all kind of crazy stuff that doesn't seem like true worship to me that doesn't that seems like chaos hmm. and uh, what about once saved always saved Where, where's your stand on that i absolutely believe that once you're once you're saved you are a new creation in christ and just as you can't earn your salvation you can't unearn it mm-hmm. by work or by lack of works now i have heard that the caveat that it is some claim to say it can't be taken from you but you can give it back what do you say to those folks Jesus said that no man 
no man takes and I'm a man or you know I can't get I can't give away something that that I didn't do if God makes me a new creation as he says in 2 Corinthians 5:17 then I'm new I'm changed I can't undo that mm-hmm. any more than I can um you know grow a third arm or you know a second head or you know whatever so, you know so you, we we asked the question of when's the rapture would you and the, of course the, the you really didn't set a date and that's good but uh, just to recap on that are we close to that how close are we yeah so year two years was, five ten so what I was saying is that the, I had those three criteria where I, one of them was running out of normal then the type and shadow and then prophetic red lines let me go with the prophetic red lines there were things that are happening now that can't be undone mm-hmm. and we're quickly moving faster and faster through those things like we can't uncreate the atomic bomb we can't uncreate the internet we can't can't uncreate um you know uh, weapons of mass destruction chemical weapons biological weapons there's things that are happening now hunter's laptop we can't we we can't we can't uncreate hunter's laptop either (laughs) yeah but when it comes to the financial collapse i mean it seems to me that every aspect of our government is trying to push us into a financial collapse this completely reckless stuff going on is this is this part of it yes that's absolutely they have to collapse the dollar because they need us to get onto this digital currency mm-hmm. like they need to, like they need to collapse the oil industry to force us to an electric vehicle where china makes all the batteries right and there's already blackouts so somehow electricity is going to come out of the sky and power all these cars right Hey, by the well, way, we got we got another question for you, Pete. Have you seen the movie Left Behind with Nicolas Cage that came out about eight years ago? Is it any good? Uh, no, not really. Hmm. Now that's interesting. I don't know where he, I don't know where Nicolas Cage. I happen to like him as an actor. I mean, he's in, he's funny. A lot of times he's in funny movies, but you know, um, it seems to me that I just read an article that uh, an actor was was. Uh, doing a, a movie about a, a Catholic priest who had stigmata and, and basically he came to Christ. You talk about a come to Jesus moment. Yeah. seems like I heard the same thing about, was it Jim Caviezel? Uh, and when he did that Jesus movie yeah. that he came to the little war because of that movie. Yeah, I think he, no, I think he was a, uh, a, a strong, now I got in trouble for saying this before too, but I'm I believe good. that there in a Roman Catholicism, and just as I wouldn't say that all Baptists are saved, I wouldn't say all all Catholics are going to hell. Like I don't. No, I wouldn't know say that. that. I wouldn't judge anybody who who's going to hell, who's not. <laughs> Myself, yeah. nobody I, should I, say that. I believe that there's there are Catholics within the system that are that are born again believers, and they're just for whatever reason they don't leave the church, or because of their mm-hmm. family, or because of the that's the only church that there is in the area they live in. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a number of reasons. But uh, Jim Cavazil was a was from my understanding, he was a strong believer before okay. him. But you're talking okay. about Shia LaBeouf. What's that? You're talking about um, I can't say his name, Shia LaBeouf. Or yeah, Shea. yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, we're getting toward the end of the broadcast. A couple more questions here. Can you make any comment on Project Bluebeam? Is this going to come in under the uh, Rapture uh, excuse heading? Yeah, I think once I think once the rapture happens, I believe that Satan is going to throw everything in the kitchen sink at this to distract people and to uh, deceive people. Mm-hmm. You have the UFO phenomena going on in the sky in a way that 
we've never seen him before. So, so that's an, in that scenario there, wouldn't it be you have millions of people that just disappear off the planet, but at the same time, you got the you got the motherships coming like Independence Day, parking over major cities. People are going to say, "Hey, where's Bill?" We're, you know, where's Daniel yeah. and Susan? They're not going to say that. They're going to say, "There's a freaking giant UFO up there. What are we going to do?" So that's a pretty good uh, distraction. distraction there, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, and that's that's why that's why ministries right now talking about it right now is creating the remnant because if we weren't on here talking about things like this and if I weren't writing about things like this and you're not hearing it in the pulpits, who is going to hear it? It's being censored everywhere else. So that's that's why this open door right now exists for us to be able to share this because mm-hmm. um, right after the rapture, you're going to have the UFOs, you're going to have technology is going to get supercharged, you know, what used to be uh, where everybody was kind of plateauing with quantum technology, uh, qubits now will be available, like they'll figure out how to mass produce those things. So then that'll help ramp up the beast computer. Um, the singularity will probably be right right around that time as well. So I think Satan will throw everything at this event to deceive the, the nations of the world and the people of the nations. Mm-hmm. Where it says uh, e- that even the very elect may be deceived, what do you think that would be that would to be that would come so close as to deceive the very elect? I mean, we're seeing it today. I mean, everything everything is under is under suspicion. Everything is being questioned. I mean, the moon landing, 9/11. I mean, everything, everything. And I'm just using those as kind of the two lightning rod ones. But I mean, people now are are questioning whether the Bible has been subjected to the Mandela effect. You know, like, oh, well, the Bible didn't used to say this. Now it says it. You know, mm-hmm. and so everything is being called into question so you don't know people aren't going to know what to believe okay right? so so you just walked in you just gave me an open speaking of open doors there uh, <laughs> does the does the lion is it the lion that lays down with the lamb no it's the wolf that lays down with the lamb <laughs> okay you got me on that one you probably already looked at that but okay 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 oh one more one, one more for you uh the the song with uh it goes it's a wonderful day in the neighborhood is is that how that goes it's a wonderful day in the neighbor is that how that song goes uh the mr rogers one yeah the mr rogers i think so yeah yeah got you on that one it's yeah. it, now now it's it's a wonderful day in this neighborhood so Pete, Pete you you better you better 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 look into the Mandela man. It, there's something going on. All right, hey, let me wrap it up with this here. Uh, the this this the uh, large CERN Hadron Collider. Is this thing, as some purport, opening portals to demonic entry? I think that's what eventually what will happen. And I got to just give you a caveat real quick. My phone is about to die, so okay. if I drop off, that's that is, that'll be why. But yes, I think uh, Sergio Bertolucci said that. Years ago, he said, "Out of this door, something you may push something through, and then, or something may come out of it." So I think there is an intent on some part of it to. Uh, he's one of the the big wigs at CERN, and he's he's. I think that there is an their their intent to open uh, uh, the multiverse, if that's you know that's mm-hmm. what they think it is, you know. But what's going to come out of it is going to be, I think, demonic entities. Well, I think the praying Christians should open the multiverse of angelic forces to battle against these freaks. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pete Garcia, listen, I appreciate you coming on the Edge broadcast. Any final thoughts before we let you go? 
no, man. That's uh, for people uh, that uh, for believers out there to set your affections on things above. Uh, and this world will grow strangely dim. And for those that don't know Jesus Christ right now, uh, brother, the storm is coming. You better get right with the Lord now, or you're not going to want to be here for what's coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, can I put you on the spot? Would you want to say say a prayer for those who may not know the Lord? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's do it. Dear Heavenly Father, we just uh, come before you. We'd ask that anybody that hears the sound of this voice that doesn't know you, Lord, that uh, they would uh, recognize that they cannot earn their salvation, that they cannot uh, be good enough to go to heaven, they can't be Baptist enough to go to heaven or Catholic enough to go to heaven, um, that, that they have to trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And his death, burial, and resurrection is what makes salvation for us possible. So if they believe on that, uh, and they believe that Jesus can save them for their sins, Lord, that, that you promised, you promised this in Romans 10, 9 through 13, that anybody that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Anybody that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Um, so we just thank you for this opportunity to share the gospel with uh, with the audience here. And Father, I just uh, I thank you for Daniel and for this ministry, and I pray that you would uh, use it to great effect, Father, to further further your kingdom. And it's your holy name we do pray. Amen. 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 All right. Uh, Pete Garcia, thanks for coming on the program. Thanks, brother. All right. You bet. All right, everybody.